0: Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online, internet, around the world church service. And I'm so glad that you are here today. And yes, God's going to bless you really good today. Praise the Lord. Let's take our Bibles and go to Psalm 35. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord before we jump into today's message. I would like for us to take a careful look at one verse. This is Psalm 35. Let's go down to verse 27. Now, uh, this is a very potent verse. Praise the Lord. But I want you to be bold in your faith, and I want you to look at this verse with me. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. My friends in the Old Testament, the people of God, the Israelites were known as the servants of the Lord, but because of the blood of Jesus and the new and better covenant, we not only in a sense serve the Lord, but we have a better standing. We are now sons and daughters of the most high God. So the expression servant of the Lord, that is uh, an Old Testament expression. It doesn't mean that we still don't serve the Lord, but the position of a servant is the position that they were relegated to in the old covenant. Now we are sons and daughters of God, and this is interesting. This is very, uh, very, very powerful exchange upgrade that took place for us at Calvary. Now we as sons and daughters of God, we need to understand that God takes pleasure in our prosperity. As a matter of fact, your prosperity magnifies God. Have you ever stopped to think about that? That your prosperity magnifies God. And just as it would if you had a son or daughter who would be in financial duress or they're in great financial difficulty, that would cause you displeasure. You need to understand that there is nothing about lack or shortage in your life that makes God smile, where God would say, uh, That makes me really happy to see you in that place. You know, if you had a son or daughter that, for whatever reasons, were destitute didn't have enough food and they called you and they told you their condition, you wouldn't say, son, I'll tell you what, I'm so glad that you're learning what it is to, uh, uh, suffer hunger pangs. And although I've got plenty of food and I'm well, I'm well able to help you. I just want you to know. It makes me happy to know that you're living underneath a bridge or that you're homeless or, you know, whatever the, the case might be. No, your prosperity makes God happy. Praise the Lord. So poverty, lack, and insufficiency do not magnify God in any way. Now, for some of you that might be new to uh, my ministry and new to these expository teachings on the Word of God, notice that this is not my opinion. This is what the Bible says. And this can run uh, a complete contradictory type message of what the Word is actually saying, contrasted with perhaps with the way that some churches would paint the gospel message. So what we have to do is we have to filter through men's traditions and get back to the bedrock of God's word. And that's what God's will is for our lives. Now the psalmist is even more bold in his declaration of God's will and God's plan for your life. Now watch this. Let them say continually Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in my prosperity. Wow. Praise the Lord. Again, let them say continually. Now, some of you, bless your hearts, you've never said it. Maybe you were raised in perhaps a, uh, you know, very conservative, very mild manner uh, type denomination. And they have really frowned on abundance or wealth, or maybe they never even addressed it. So if you were to actually say, praise the Lord, let God be magnified. He uh, takes pleasure in my prosperity. They might think you're crazy, but yet actually God said that we are to do just that. And not only are we to do it, we're even told instructed to do it continually praise God. Now, let me say this when you make bold, Word-based faith confessions such as this, when you make proclamations over your life concerning the Word of God, any old mindset of lack or poverty will become eradicated out of your life. It will become first eradicated out of your mind, out of your ideology, and then you will have your mind washed and renewed. How? With the Word of God, which does what? It allows us to think the way God wants us to be. Praise the Lord. Let them say continually. And I, I, I would even challenge you to say it. For some who've maybe never done it, I would even dare you to say it. Say this. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in my prosperity. Woo! Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, I thought if we ever even did have any prosperity, we're supposed to hide it. We're supposed to maybe uh, park it or put it somewhere or conceal it where nobody ever knows about it. No, the Lord is magnified through your prosperity. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. My friends, let me also say this. Don't limit the way that God can bless you. Please don't ever constrict God to where you think that the only way that he can bless you is through your job. And maybe that's the one set job that you have. And God does in a sense, bless you through that. But that doesn't mean that he can't get blessing and increase to you through other ways. You know, if I sow to the West, that doesn't mean that I can't reap from the East or from the North or from the South. God can bring your harvest to you from many, many different directions. And I want you to be Open to that because you're going to see the increase of God as you take hold with great faith about God's plan for you to be prosperous. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Dr. Oral Roberts is in heaven today, lived his life out, and, uh, you know, he had a great healing ministry, and then he went on to establish a world-renowned university. But he was asked later in life what was the greatest revelation that he had received from the word of God over the many decades of his life in ministry. And while he knew many things, of course, and had good understanding of theology and things along that line, he said the greatest revelation he had was to sow a seed for a specific need In other words, when you give a very holy offering, you give the offering out of your love for God and your love to see his kingdom moved forward. And at the same time, while you're sowing that seed, you are aiming it or you're planting it like a farmer because you need a harvest in a particular area. Praise God. So when you give, sow it as seed and believe God when you sow a special seed, believe God for a special Harvest, praise God. Now, no matter how harsh the economic climate is, God can still prosper you. I know here in America, for those of you that are American citizens, we see many things with our government that um, that speak of waste, that speak of poor management, that speak of bad decision-making uh, skills and uh, things done in, in a way where if you were running a business, you would never run it like that. But when you're spending somebody else's money, oftentimes uh, the spenders don't really care. But my friends, even despite things that you might see that are done that are, uh, you know, like is just like a bad example of how to do something. God can still prosper you, not only here in America, but regardless, anywhere in the world, God can bless you, no matter how corrupt a government might be, or mismanaged a government might be. And the truth is, is that all of the nations of the world have uh, different degrees of corruption. And that's, that's just a fact. The, you know, there are uh, uh, unbiased reports on the internet that rank government corruption. And you know, it's got the top five most corrupt nations on the face of the earth. By the way, I'm not sure if you knew this, but Ukraine, and I'm not trying to get political, but Ukraine for a long time has been one of the most corrupt nations on the face of the earth. Now I've known that, but a lot of people, they get uh, swept into things and they don't they don't even know what a nation is, couldn't find it on the map, nor understand maybe their beliefs. But, uh, I mean, uh, you know, if you wanted to skip the college route, you could go to Ukraine. You could get a Ph.D. for $4,000 from their best universities. Did you earn it? No, of course not. <laughs> but they, they'll stamp it and give it to you, give you the cap and gown and the robe and the whole nine yards, and uh, they'll take your money. Uh, and then you have uh, some other nations uh, that right along with them in the top five that are some... Uh, You know, like, uh, uh, they happen to be a few African nations, but doesn't mean some of those Eastern European countries don't compete really well also. But I think USA, I think was listed like number 22. And of course, even in, in the nation of Israel, there's, um, there's known corruption within politics and things like that within various government branches so these are things on this planet we have to live with we can't we can't say well when it's all fixed and people are doing what's right then we can have our lifting up no thank god for the coven- for the covenant that we have with god that will lift us even in the midst of These things that would take place that could be crooked or in many ways uh, unlawful, but yet they would still exist. Praise God. So no matter how harsh the economic climate, God can prosper you and he wants to prosper you and it magnifies the Lord when you prosper. Praise God. So today I want to encourage you to lay hold of the covenant and you'll see that you can flourish right where you're at. I have met some people that have moved to America from other countries, and they moved um, because they could see the prosperity of America and things like that, and so they came over here but you know what? They realized, uh, hey, it's not a cakewalk anywhere. So it's not like uh, it's perfect over here. Do we have elements of prosperity? Of course we do. Do we have cer- a certain degree of law and order? Well, in a lot of places we do. In some places we don't. But you don't, you don't have to go like um, nation hopping. You can stay right where you're at. Take a hold of the covenant and begin to work it and it will lift you up. Now, if God wants you to move somewhere, that's fine. And that's in the will of God. And uh, God's giving you the green light on that. That's totally fine. But wherever you're at can be your place where you say, I'm going to begin to obey the word of God. And I'm going to say continually that God is magnified in my prosperity. And watch, God will begin to work and prove himself in your life right where you're at. Praise the Lord. Now we are going to bring the tithes at this time into the storehouse of the Lord. And on Sunday, October the 1st, my friends, we're almost there. That is the day of the Feast of Tabernacles. That is that. That is the day that Sunday falls on during the Feast of Tabernacles. We are going to bring in our special tabernacle uh, offering and you're giving into this very Uh, sacred offering will be used to pay off the remaining balance on the 14 and a half acre field of dreams that we have praise God. And so I want to encourage you while you bring your tithe in today, I want to encourage you to get that offering ready and you can either sow it on that day or if you're mailing it in, bring it in, uh, you know, get it in the mail uh, a little bit early so that it arrives right around that time. And on October the 1st, 2023, those offerings will be received. I'm praying over all of the giving that comes in for this special project. And all you would have to do is on your, your, let's say you want to mail a check-in, just write Feast of Tabernacles on that. If you want to give online for that special project, there's a link on the giving page. So let's do this. For everybody that's tithing at this time, please go to the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. And if you're bringing it in online, look up. There's a header that says Give Online at the top of the website. You can click that, and it'll take you to uh, the giving link. And there's a little drop-down menu. There's the area for the tithe, and you'll also see the area for the Feast of Tabernacles 2023. Now, if you want to mail in your tithe or mail in your special offering for the Feast of Tabernacles, please send it to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717-717. Moravian Falls, North Carolina. The zip code here is 28654. Praise the Lord. And you know what? As you sow your seed, sow it uh, with a targeted harvest in mind. And I, I know sometimes that when the harvest comes, God can cause it to spread even further, perhaps, than what you had in mind. But sow that seed in faith and say, Lord, now you know I need a harvest over here. Praise God. And watch What God will do. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Father, bless your people now as they're honoring you with their tithe. They are practitioners of the covenant. Father, as they're bringing in the tabernacle seed or needing maybe a few more days to get that ready, they're going to bring that in. And Father, I thank you that you're going to show yourself strong on their behalf. They're going to see your power manifested in their lives. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. We thank you that the financial covenant, like any covenant, has terms and conditions that we must follow. And we thank you, Father, that it's anchored on tithing. It's anchored on working the principles of seed time and harvest. Now, Father, bless your people. I thank you that no matter what the economy is in their perhaps respected career field, even if there would be layoffs, uh, even if they were forced to venture into a new occupation. I believe father God, that you could even do something greater than they would even currently have because there is forward progress in you. Now, father, we thank you in Jesus. Great name. We pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. My friends, do you know that during the COVID, a couple of the COVID years that we had each year, our ministry increased. Even despite with so many things shut down and our partners and our online church members, uh, maybe they were shut down. But yet the budget of the ministry, the income of the ministry increased uh, in each of those years. As a matter of fact, we, we have increased every single year over uh, the, last, the last decade. It is just wonderful to see what God has done all for his glory. Amen. But my friends, this is because we trust God. We must do more than just sing about Jehovah Jireh. We must obey his instructions. And then we have encounters with Jehovah Jireh. Praise God. You're blessed in Jesus name. And I look forward to receiving your special offerings. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, today, let's go to the gospel of Luke. I want to talk about a subject that is always enjoyable and intriguing to uh, cover, this would be the area of supernatural favor. But what I have seen is that as exciting as this topic can be, oftentimes the area of what it requires to earn God's favor is not discussed. And I want to make sure that we bring that forth today so that we don't just get excited about favor, but we step into it. And we enjoy uh, the amazing uh, results of what God's favor can do for your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word as we go into it. Oh, God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts and that the word would come alive and that we can be transformed by it. Now, we thank you for unusual encounters with your favor. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Let's say amen. Praise God. My friends, success in life so often can be a connected to the blessing of God's favor. Praise the Lord. Outstanding favor, of course, can only lead to outstanding success. Favor, we could define it as being unusual kindness that's shown to you. And it is the receiving of preferential treatment of or the receiving of special benefits and blessings. And it's not shown to everybody. It would be shown, however, to you. Because if it were shown to everybody, then suddenly it's not favor anymore. Okay? So there is favor that God extends, and it's special. And it's the releasing of preferential treatment and blessings. It's unusual kindness. you know. And I've had different examples. I've had a lot of... Uh, Favor with my travels over the years. Uh, one time, I've told this story before, but one time I was in Chennai, India, and I was getting ready to depart from there, had been recording television programs and had finished my time of ministry and was beginning to fly on to my next destination. And when I was taken to the airport, uh, you have to go about seven, maybe seven hours early because it is so slow. There are so many people. It's a gigantic city, millions of people, and the airport's busy 24-7. So when they take you there, they drop you off way earlier than well, like a normal international airport. So I got dropped off and had my luggage, and I go uh, inside the terminal, and uh, you know I've got, I've got my uh, ticket, and then I get in the line. And this line, if I could describe it, uh reminds me of going to Disney World when I was a child. My parents took us to Disney World in Orlando. And when you're a little kid and you see these lines that are like non-ending, you think we're never going to get there. Why are we even standing here? <laughs> well, eventually, hours later, you would get there. Well, that's kind of what this reminded me of. I walked into this line, and the line was like so long. And I'm all the way in the back, and the line is zigzagging. You know, if it were straight, I don't know, could have been over a mile long, but maybe easily that long, but it was just zigzagging back and forth, all of these people. And you've only got like two people working way, way up at the front. And it is so, so slow. Uh, But then again, that's why I'm there seven hours early, because this is the way it is. And so I, I'm standing at the very back And I'm kind of like looking at all of this, and I'm thinking because of all the flights I've done before, I'm thinking, well, maybe if this goes quick, maybe three and a half hours, maybe, uh, but could very well be longer. Because once you get through that, then there's other stuff also. (laughs) So I'm standing there kind of like absorbing all of this, and a lady walks by, and she stops and looks at me, and she says, Pastor Stephen Brooks? I said, yes. Yes. She said, Come with me. And she worked at the airport and didn't just work there, but was uh, a high-ranking manager there. And I, I said, Okay. And I followed her, pulling my luggage, and she walks me all the way to the very front. Now, when something like that happens, it's kind of, it's, it creates a funny sensation on the inside, not that you mind it, but you do realize all the people are looking at you and suddenly you, you realize thousands of eyes are looking at you and they're thinking like, well, who's he? What what, what did he do? <laughs> How come he's going to the front, <laughs> but it didn't matter It didn't matter. She took me all the way to the front and took me to a first class check-in and there was nobody there. And she, there was only two people and they were all, they were both working the economy. And she said to one of them, she said, you come over here and check him in here. And they checked me in there. And I was through literally in about one minute and 30 seconds. Whoosh. Through the line, she said, God bless you, Pastor Stephen. I said, thank you. Never knew her. Never never even knew her name. Praise the Lord. But she had seen me on television there in India. Recognized me. What is that? It's favor. It's favor. Well, Pastor Stephen, maybe she could do that for everybody. You can't. It's, it's just humanly impossible. So favor is unusual kindness that's shown to you. The receiving of preferential treatment or special benefits and blessings. And of course, whenever you tell favor stories, they're very exciting because you know, we think, well, Hey, yeah, I I want favor. I'm all into that. We'll talk in just a minute about how to, uh, really step into it. Uh, one time, my wife and I, we had a flight that was canceled. And so we're at DFW Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, big airport. I think that's the American hub, if I'm correct, American airlines. And so we're there and you know, our flights canceled. And so we're trying to get another flight so that we can get onto a meeting. I think we were maybe flying to Montana or somewhere like that. So we were there and, um, the ticketing agent, uh, you know, and everybody's trying to get rebooked, you know? So when you finally get your time there with the, uh, with the person that's going to help you, you hope they can at least get you a good flight. And so we're there. And, uh, and so she's checking the computer and, uh, you know, you know, kind of like telling us, well, things aren't looking too good, but we're, we're standing there, you know, just in faith because we have to get to a meeting and we're me and uh, Kelly are standing there and the lady suddenly just looks up, kind of looks at us for a moment. She said, I don't know why, but you two look like ministers, (laughs) Well he we just kinda of smiled and said, Well we are. We're and you know, we're going to go minister in Montana or wherever it was. And uh she said, Oh she just said, Well let me see what I could do. And uh within about a minute she had us on another uh another route getting us there and she said, Oh, she said, Enjoy your flight. She said, I bumped you up to first class. <laughs> and we've had many, many such things like that. Happen over the years where especially when they do it international and you're flying international and they bump you to uh, first ever been at the top of the 747 they uh, you know they're retiring a lot of the 747s but that's usually where they only kept the uh, first class and so they've I've been taken up there before and bumped up at no cost to the uh, you know where you go up the stairs and you go up top. Things like that, of course, are always nice. Now for me, uh, because of all the traveling, you know, I do see favor in those areas. But you might think, well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really travel. That's okay. God can get favor to you in your neck of the woods. Whatever your your career is, whatever the realm is that you walk in, God can do very, very unusual things. Uh, things for you uh, in these types of areas. You know, one man that who has experienced a man of God, he's experienced a lot of favor would be Dr. Jerry Savale. And one time the Lord told him to buy some land that was just across the uh, road of where he was at. And he thought, you know, well, Lord, why do I want to buy that? I don't even need it. Why would I want to buy that land? But the Holy Spirit really impressed upon him buy that land. Well, he bought it and it wasn't worth, it wasn't worth very much because it was just empty, like, you know, Texas land that, you know, nothing on it and not many people out there, but he bought it. And so a little time goes by and then a a oil company comes out and says, Hey, can we, uh, can we test your property for, you know, minerals or, you know, natural gas or whatever he goes, yeah, go ahead. And would you believe they discovered natural gas on his property? And Dr. Savelle said that, Over the years, when he added up the royalty payments that he had received from that oil and gas company, he said his royalty payments were over, are you ready? He said it were over three million U.S. dollars. Praise God. Hey, that's pretty nice blessing, a favor, right, for just buying a piece of land that you didn't really want or need. I'm trying to tell you that God can do things that favor you, that bless you, that make you happy, that put a smile on your face. Praise the Lord. Now, I could stand here and tell you many more stories of favor in my life and other stories. I've talked with other ministers and unusual things they've encountered as well, but I think it's important to know how to get into it. Praise God. First of all, let's look at Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Praise the Lord. You number one, you want favor with God. And when you have favor with God, God can give you favor with men. And those men don't necessarily have to be saved either. They might be unsaved. And I've had some unsaved people do some things for me in my ministry travels that uh, were Quite extraordinary, literally unexplainable why they would extend such kindness and sweetness, and uh, it was because of unusual favor. Praise God. Now, what does it actually take? What's the main ingredient of the favor recipe? What's the main thing that's needed to earn God's favor? Well, according to the Bible, and if you read the old commentaries by old ministers from the 1800s and the 1700s and the early 1900s, they also would say the same thing. And it's kind of not talked about today, but the truth is, is that the Bible and the reputable ministers agree that favor is a response to right living. Woo. Again, favor is a response to living right. Mm-mm. First John chapter 3 and verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. The righteous man in the eyes of God is the person that lives righteously. In other words, lives in a way that's right before the Lord. So the righteous man in the eyes of God is not necessarily the person who would even talk about it about being righteous or even the preacher who would preach that, hey, we need to be righteous. No, the righteous man is the one who actually practices it and lives it. Praise the Lord. There is today a plethora of modern day preachers Who emphasize the truth, but the technical position of our righteousness in Christ, which is when we are saved, we are placed into Christ Jesus and because Christ is in God, we are also in God. So we are, we are given the. Impartation. It's called imputed righteousness. We didn't earn it and we didn't deserve it, but it was given to us, placed into us technically because simply of who we are in him. In other words, the Lord's righteousness is now imputed to us. And so that's how we get to heaven because when God sees his son, he sees that his the righteousness of the son has been placed on us. And so, Hey, we're good to go Washed clean with the blood. Our faith is in him. We're good to go. But you do have to understand though, that is a technical position that you stand in. So we have to teach the other side, which is what the practical application of actually living right. Woo. Because some preachers have made it sound like that just because you're in Christ, you can live any way you want. And that my friends is why many never encounter supernatural favor. Woo. Praise the Lord. You have to live right. You have to live in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. So no matter who you are, And no matter where you live, righteousness will bring you unusual encounters with favor. Mm, That's what right living will do. Praise God. Look at this in Psalm 5. Let's go to the fifth Psalm. This will be verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with the shield. So just like a shield could go around you and give that uh, barrier of protection, so can favor. I mean, favor can be more than just getting the front spot, which would be the best parking spot, maybe at the mall or at the grocery store when every other spot is taken and a car pulls out right when you pull up and you get the front one. And it's not the handicapped one either, unless of course you're handicapped and you have the permit. But if you don't, you don't belong parking there. Uh, all that little stuff like that, that people disobey, you got to clean that up. Mm-mm. Praise God. That's my blessing. Not if you're not handicapped, it's not. That's for a handicapped person. Praise the Lord. <laughs> for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. God blesses the righteous with how? With favor. Favor all over their lives. But over and over in Scripture, You see that righteousness and favor are synonymous. You have to live right. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but if you make a mistake, you need to repent, get right with God, and just endeavor to practice righteousness. Mm -mm. Now, Daniel chapter 1, verse 9. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Now, Daniel, of course, has favor, and the chief of the eunuchs can tell this guy, he, he is he's sharp. He, this is one smart, young Jewish man here, and uh, we, we've got a place for him. So we're going we're gonna to allow him to learn the language. We're going to educate him with the best we've got. We're going to bring him up the Babylonian speed, and uh, because he's got high IQ, he's got it all together, and he's got some buddies over here, too. We're going to bring them along as well. But see, when Daniel then was presented with the Babylonian food, with the shellfish and uh, the uh, shrimp appetizers in the shrimp cocktail sauce, and also the baked lobster with butter and garlic and chives on top, and all of the food that is non-kosher, it's not kosher, and Daniel is given this stuff to eat, and he says, I I can't eat that. Why? Why? Because he's a Hebrew, he's an Israelite, he is a Jew, and you don't eat that, because God, God said in the Torah, don't eat that, and he said, I can't eat it, and so now, we have a problem, but see, just because trouble arose, or pressure arose, didn't mean that Daniel caved in on his inner convictions, he said, no, he said, I can't do that, he said, there's a better way anyhow, and he convinced Uh, the head of the eunuchs to listen to what he had to say. And so my friends, uh, he got through that without a single glitch, praise God. But you have to be willing to not compromise your convictions. And that is what will actually cause an increase of favor. And the next thing, you know, now the King likes him and the King's like, wow, wow, Where'd you get this guy from? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So right living, holding to a standard of God's word brings favor upon your life. You, you do know that even crooked people, let's say they are, uh In the corporate world, let's say they're they're in the political world. It it doesn't matter where where they're at or what it might be. You have to understand that even crooked people need trustworthy people who won't cheat them. Because if you have a bunch of thieves and you've stolen all of this loot and you've got all this loot piled up, guess what all of them are thinking? Look, there's no loyalty among thieves. That's a make-believe world. There is no honor among pirates. They're all thinking, how can I get a whole bunch of this and run off with it and leave a joke to the rest of them? Well, they wake up and it's all gone. Because they're all, look, if you're stealing it from somebody else, you'll steal it from them too. There is no loyalty amongst thieves. So what are the what is what are what is the thieves what do they need? They need an honest bookkeeper. <laughs> They need somebody who's not crooked like they are. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. There's always a place for Daniel's even watch, even in Babylon. Oh, Pastor Stephen, Babylon, the word is the word alone means confusion. That is a world of sin. Yep. And that's where Daniel stood, prospered, and did not compromise either. And, And what? just favor all over it. went to the very top. There is a place for you at the top rung of the ladder for favor is on you in an extraordinary way. But the way that you get there is through right living. Mm. Some of you are kind of getting a little bit of a wake up call. You've never been told this before. Have you? You've shouted it when you've heard favor messages and you ran around and you danced and then nothing happened. You have to live Right, You have to put away the sexual immorality. You can't be sleeping around. You can't, you can't be doing stuff. You can't be cheating on your taxes. You can't be telling little dirty jokes over by the water cooler with the other workers. You can't be doing stuff like that. You have to live right. Straighten up and clean up. Hallelujah. So God's favor can come on you. Woo. Like a fragrance that you wear. Mm-mm. I see you smelling good. And I see miraculous favor being released to you. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Jesus knew no sin. Therefore, favor on his life knew no limits. Look at this in Psalm 45. I think this is unusual. Psalm 45, verse 6. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness. Now, this is Messianic prophecy referring to Jesus. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. You have to hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. All your garments are scented with myrrh and aloes and cassia. There is a scent There is a fragrance that comes on your life when you say, look, I'm done messing around. I'm not doing no messing around stuff on the side anymore. I'm living right. And the fragrance of favor will begin to come upon you and people will find you trustworthy. Woo. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Glory to God. Sin. Sin stinks. So. You need to understand that it blocks favor. Praise God. But I see you rejoicing in the Lord. The kingdom of God is righteousness, not living dirty, righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm -mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, if I keep listening to you and I keep listening to what the Bible says, this is going to turn me into a saint. What's wrong with that? (laughs) All <laughs> right. <laughs> Woo! You don't have to move to new Orleans and uh, start rooting for the football team to be a saint. You can start living right. Amen. And God will work with you. Amen. And a beautiful fragrance will come on your life, a saintly life and favor everywhere you turn like a shield all around you. There's the favor that you need. And that's the way up. You can't. Get to where you need to go without favor. You're going to need it from God, and you're going to need God to give it to you through others. Mm. Praise God. It will take you places that even money could never get you into. It actually will get you into the heart of people. It will get you into their heart. They will like you, and they, do, they won't even know why. They'll do it for you, but they won't do it for others. And they don't even understand why they're doing it. But in their heart, it feels right. That's because it is right. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Now, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 13, glory to Jesus, Proverbs 13, verse 15, good understanding gains favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. Some translations say the way of the transgressor is hard. Oh, you better believe it is. There's no favor there. There's no favor. There's shut doors. It's like a brass ceiling over your head. Seems like nothing's working. I, you're, you're right. Nothing, nothing's working. There's no favor there. The way of the transgressor, the way of the unfaithful is hard. But good understanding, Gains favor, good understanding of what pleases God and what makes God happy and the right way of doing things. Yes, it brings favor. Now, a good understanding will also bring you favor in the area of knowing your career field and whatever that is, get good at it. Get the, get the good understanding that you need. Why? So that you gain favor, get get good understanding, get uh, get certified in every area that you can uh, test out on everything that you can. And uh, if this is your realm, get in there and begin to get real, real good at it. So when there's questions, you have answers. And that that also means that even after work, you can still read manuals. You can still read journals. You can still, uh, why? Because it's, it's not just a job. You love it. It's not just a paycheck. You love it. Praise God. Whether you're working for a corporation or whether it's your own business, even after hours, you delight in it. And so the, the, the greater your knowledge base in that area, the more favor you're going to have. You know, I do have a friend and he traveled the long distance to attend one of our nation's preeminent, uh, big venues where all of the, latest and greatest cameras and all the latest, greatest lighting and all of the software and all of the high dollar equipment were all presented by the many different presenters in this field of industry. And there was a big, big venue with thousands and thousands of people there. And of course, to venues like that, you know, sometimes you get some big names that show up. And so uh, in the early days of my friend's ministry, he went there because he was going to raise up a network and uh, had that on his heart, and he was still kind of new in it. But uh, So he goes there, which is good. If, if you are wanting to move forward in certain areas, and you want to expand your horizons, you should attend events where these things are majored on. So that you know what others are doing, and that you can stay up to speed, and even preferably be ahead. Praise God. Well, he went there and ran into an, a, a man that's like an icon in this industry. And of course, you know, my friend knew who this was, and he was like, oh, and he starts up a conversation and then tells him what he's planning on doing. And this man asked him a question. He said, well, okay, so you're planning on doing that. So what, what, what are you going to do with this in this area? And my friend didn't know. He couldn't answer the question. It was too technical. And he said, I, I don't know. And this man who is, you know, like world renowned, this man looked at him and said, well, if you don't know, what are you even doing here? Woo. And my friend told me that he walked away from that conversation and realized if I'm going to do this, I've got to learn it and I've got to get really, really good at it. And he did. And the results have been uh, spectacular, but he just ramped up his knowledge base where he could talk on any level with anybody, even those at the very top he's, and he's got all the stuff that they have at the very top, the stuff they have in Hollywood. He's got it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So good understanding gains favor, but you also have to understand good understanding and how to please the Lord takes you to the very top. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 2. A good man, or you could say a righteous man, some versions say that, a good man or a righteous man obtains favor. Now, my friend, show me in the scriptures where the wicked get favor. Show me where Christians living like a rat somehow get just lavish with God's favor. That's not scriptural. That is not scriptural. You do not find that in the Bible. You do not find that in the commentaries written by godly men. You don't find that. The only place you find that today is by real light teaching, real soft teaching. Please, let's not offend anybody. Type preachers who dance around these subjects but won't touch them, and and in, honestly won't tell people the truth because they they have uh, you know kind of like. An agenda, they have a real smooth presentation they want. So if you want the truth, you're going to have to get it somewhere else. And I'm not their judge, but, uh, you know, the Bible does say that we who are teachers in the body of Christ are going to incur a stricter judgment. I'm aware of that, so I'd rather just tell you the full truth. And you, you do with it what you want. <laughs> but a good man obtains That means a man who's living right uh, in a way where his life is pleasing God, a good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions, he will condemn praise the Lord. These scriptures prove that it is us as individuals who determine our access to favor not like God just somehow gives it on some for some unexplainable reason. We don't know why they walk in it, but they, they get a favor blessing to maybe somebody else. No, my friends, we determine by the way that we live our access to the favor of God. So it's fair in a sense. I've heard people say that favor is not fair. Well, I understand that, that you can't give that to everybody because then it's no longer favor, but potentially the access into it actually is fair because if it were not, if it were not, then we could have a bone to pick with God. We, we could say, Hey Lord, uh, this seems like you are playing favorites in a sense. Again, it comes back to your own walk with the Lord and your own personal obedience. So yes, The world of favor is wide open to you if you live in a way that honors God because it is the righteous that the favor in Scripture is always associated with. That means right living. Praise God. Well, since we are in chapter 12, look at verse 26. The righteous should choose his friends carefully. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. Look, I wasn't born behind a pulpit with a Bible in my hand. I was raised up in the ministry. Over time, I initially realized a call. God began to open doors. I would preach, and I would teach. And before God called me into the ministry full-time, I was already b- preaching and teaching a lot. I, would, I had already used up all of my vacation time at work. I was b- preaching on the weekends. And so I, I'm just saying that I wasn't born behind a pulpit. So I know what it's like to go and work a, a, a 50-hour job a week and have your friends at work that you work with, your colleagues at at work, say, Hey, after work, let's go out and get a drink. But I would never engage in those types of things. And they knew why, not that I didn't love them because I did. And they, they loved me, but they knew, Hey, Stephen doesn't go for that stuff. You're not going to find me at a honky tonk drinking at a bar, uh, What in the world would I be doing that for? Not just because I'm called to the ministry and I'm supposed to be a man of God, but what in the world would any believer be caught in a place like that? That's, that's a pickup joint where you go to meet another person to go have fornication. What would you be sitting there for? (laughs) But you get the wrong friends. You don't, you'd be surprised where you end up at. You get the wrong friends that are carnal, that are silly that maybe maybe are in the church, but they're not into the Lord at all. You might be kind of what you might have the veil lifted up and you might be shocked where you end up at. Watch out. They will pull you away. And what will happen? You will corrupt the beautiful fragrance of favor. You'll lose it. You'll completely lose it. Mm-mm for the way of the wicked leads them astray. It will lead you astray. You start hanging out running with wicked people. It'll lead you astray. Do I witness to the wicked all the time in some very wicked places? They, they know my name. They, they don't just see, Oh, he's a guy. No, they actually know my name in some very wicked places. <laughs> and I extend love to them and sweetness to them. Well, Pastor Stephen, do you sit out and uh, do some other stuff with them? Uh, no, no. But I do share the love of God, and I do, and I do act normal around them. But no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not running off doing that stuff. No. Mm-mm. Why? I want to live right. And the Bible also tells us in the New Testament, don't do anything that raises a question mark as far as like, hey, uh, what are they doing over there? You know, live your life above reproach. Don't give room for baseless accusations to start circulating. Now, if stuff happens and you're living right, you can't control that. You have to live. You have to live holy. Uh, It is a true story that with Dr. Billy Graham, they did have a team that went into that hotel room before he ever went in there. And yes, it's true that one time he uh, the team goes in there to clear the room. Well, Pastor Stephen, it's just an empty room. Well, what do you mean clear the room? They went in there one time, took the room key, and his men went in first. They found hiding in the closet a man with the camera ready to snap the camera, and they found a naked woman with no clothes on hiding behind the couch, no clothes on. The plan was she's going to jump up, grab him, he's going to jump out of the closet, snap the photo, and they're going to escape out through the balcony. Folks, this, you, you have got to get serious with your walk with God. And when you do, you, you will realize favors all around you. You want to go looking for it in the sense it's there. <laughs> Woo! For some of you, you need to really sit down and talk to God about some of your friends, you know, the ones that are telling you those jokes that they're not clean yet. Yes. Those friends, Yes, you, you need to reevaluate some things. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for those that are watching today. I don't need to say more. Your Holy Spirit's working right now. Father, let there be righteousness within the mentality of your people. Not only the technical standing of who they are in Christ, but the practical walking out of that through straight, clean living. Thank you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My friends, I feel to say this don't let the devil slime you. He he tries to set up things that will catch you. Oh, not, not like you would fall away from God, but he tries to set these things where he can slime you. Watch out. It's a, this is a, this battle between spiritual darkness and, and light. It is very real. You got to live right. Because if he, if he slimes you, throws that junk on you, the favor, you, you couldn't find it if it walked up to you and it won't walk up to you in stuff in cases like that. Praise God. You'd have to repent and, uh, you know, get back right with God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, by the way, the Bible calls this the spirit of the fear of the Lord. <laughs> in case some of you are feeling like, what, what, what is this? What is this anointing? I haven't, it's called the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit makes you want to live right, it's a reverence for God. All right, favor. Favor is coming on you in a new way. Now, if you're watching this today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, Make your peace with God. Get your life right with God today. I want to lead you in a prayer, and you can pray that in just a moment. If you're watching me, and you used to be a Christian, but you fell away, and boy, did you ever get tangled up in some stuff, and you're thinking, yeah, Pastor Steve and I really did, and you thought the grass was greener over there. Uh, but you know, the grass always go grow, grows greener right above the septic tank in the sewage. So you, you had the wool pulled pulled over your eyes. Look, come on back right now. to Jesus he'll clean you up and you can get back on track. Okay. So let us pray together. If you don't know the Lord, if you fell away from the Lord, let us all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life right now. I surrender my heart to you. Come into my life. Jesus right now and wash my sins away with your precious blood. Jesus, write my name in your book of life and step into my life today. And from this day forward, lead me and guide me in all that I do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for restoring me in your name. I pray. Amen. And amen. Oh, God is good. God is good. You're rejoicing in your, in your heart and the angels of God are rejoicing as well. Now let us take Holy communion together. If you are a Christian, you are a believer, regardless perhaps of what denomination you might belong to, or, you know, whether you're, but as long as you're a Christian, you can take communion. I want to encourage you to get some grape juice If you don't have grape juice, get some apple juice or whatever you've got and get that ready. Okay. And grab some unleavened bread. If you don't have unleavened bread, grab a cracker or whatever you have, a little piece of bread and let's pray. Now, Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. Through this prayer, we set this apart as being holy. And we thank you that this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Father, we just thank you that Jesus never sinned. And on that cross, he became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of you, O God. We thank you, Father God, that Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. And we thank you, Father God, that your spirit lives in us and the power of sin is now officially broken. And we thank you, O God, that we can walk in obedience and we can enjoy the peaceful fruits of righteousness. Now, Father, we just thank you as we receive the Lord's flesh We cut off those things that would create havoc in our lives, those things that would inflame uh, uh, sinful passions. We cut that off, and we live right with you. We give you all of the praise. We thank you for joy, unspeakable, full of glory. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus. We receive it now and his strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake of the Lord's body together. Praise the Lord. The Lord's helping you. The Lord is helping you. The Lord is helping you. Praise God. There's a few people you're in you're in tears, you're repenting because the Holy Spirit's touching you. And be glad because only God can release the spirit of repentance. So he's working with you right now. So just let him continue the work and everything's going to be just fine because God's working. It's a beautiful thing. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you for protection through the blood. We thank you for favor all around us. We thank you for your angels all around us. We give you praise. Thank you, Father, for good friendships. Thank you, Father God. Oh, God, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Woo! Praise God! Praise the Lord! Well, the Holy Spirit is moving right now. Many of you feel like you just got like a like a cleaning, like a shower just took place. You feel clean. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Praise God! Now, let me pray a special uh, prayer of favor over your life. Please lift up your hands. Father, those that are watching and listening intently, let your favor be known to them now. Some have already known it, but let them know it in a greater way. I thank you that paperwork is going to go through, contracts are going to be signed, new friendships and and relationships are going to be established in Christ. Father God, new doors are going to open. And many different types of blessings and good things are going to now come into their life. I thank you, Father God, that people will extend favor towards them. Oh, God, we give you praise. Unexplainable, unusual favor. We, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And we just return all of the glory back to you because you are the God of favor. Now, Father, we just thank you. Let your favor Uh, fragrance be on your people now. And I just blow that by the spirit over you now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My friends, we're one week out from the Feast of Tabernacles. Thank you for preparing your special offering. You have a great week. I'll see you back again real soon. Bye-bye.